important to understand why we sing, what we sing, where we sing, how we sing, the words we sing. Welcome to another episode of Why We Sing. I'm excited today to be interviewing Dr. Joel Tubman, Associate Pastor at the Potter's House in Dallas, Texas. Not only is he a pastor, but he's a men's mental health advocate, he's a strength and conditioning coach, and he's also an author. His latest book, Listen, Learn, Love, Speak, is out now. Definitely check it out. Without any further ado, Dr. Joel Tubman. Well, today we have a wonderful guest with us, Dr. Joel Tutman. Wow. From the Potter's House. I had the pleasure of attending your graduation yesterday at ILS. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I know, right? It was a surprise. Um, and it was very obvious that it was a surprise, yeah. but congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Definitely. Um, I know that it can be difficult to, you know, get a doctorate. I, out of a PhD program. So <laughs> how difficult was that for you and how did you kind of get through that? The first semester was extremely difficult because of the reading load. Mm -hmm. uh, the first semester I had 20 books that I had to read and we were reading two books every two weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, that load was, I had never read like that. So I had to train myself to stay awake. So I found out what worked for me was mm -hmm. to wake up at four I woke up at 4 a.m. and I would walk through the house. I couldn't read silent because I'd fall asleep. Mm. So I would get up and read out loud. Okay. And if I did that, I, I would hear it, mm -hmm. I would retain it, mm -hmm. and uh, it worked for me because our, the way we graded was through conversation. Mm -hmm. Of course, you wrote your paper at the end of the year and a few little papers throughout, but for the most part, conversation was how uh, you were graded through participation. And you couldn't just get in and just talk. You had to talk about what we read, specifics, details. So it trained me to be a real student. Wow. And it took me some time. I'm sure. <laughs> so it's interesting that you had to actually read it aloud. Yes. Um, I remember telling you when I was at ILS that last year when you came, you made me extremely uncomfortable from the time you got up. Wow. You did that again tonight. Were you comfortable where tonight? Tonight I was more comfortable. See there? But you made me uncomfortable because you told us to get a partner and pray for each other, right? And praying out loud has just been something that's been difficult for me, right? Even when I'm by myself, praying out loud for some reason just does not come naturally, right? And so when it comes to speaking, I feel like speaking and its relationship to just the, the need to release a sound sometimes as a believer, whether that be a scream, a shout, a song, whatever it may be, is so significant. How are the, all those things related and why is this significant? It's very significant because you have sound internal. Mm -hmm. You have noise internal. Your mind is talking. Mm -hmm. Then you're talking back to what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you have to have a song or a verse or just a release to get out of you, to override, to out-volume what's in you. And uh, sometimes uh, it doesn't do any good to scream over what's external because it's chaotic. Sometimes it's better to just leave, unless you're trying to get kids' attention screaming. But for the most part, it helps you release. It helps you release whether it's a melody or whether it's a praise. It helps you release and helps you get control of what could possibly be chaotic internal. That's how I... That's how I think about it. I love that. 
So when it comes to, because you're a very musical person. Yes, ma'am. You sing a lot. When you were here last time, we were chanting and singing, I am a champion. Tonight, you know, you were making up a song. Is that something you normally do? Yeah, I used to be scared of it. Uh, I used to do it at home. But when I started my church years ago, like in 2008, that was a 2009, I had sung something that I heard in the spirit. And uh, a gentleman, I had just started my church, I probably had 10 people. And a gentleman said, hey, pastor, I'm just telling you, that thing you do when you get done, you should do it. That's you. Kind of Paul Morton-ish, right? And I was like, man, I ain't no Paul Morton. He goes, well, just do you. He said, it's unique, it's you. And so I heard it. I heard him and I thought about it. I didn't do it because it didn't have any music. It would just be coming out of me and I could hear lyrics. And uh, then I went to a prophetic class and I started studying the prophetic and because uh, I wanted a gift, you know, to, to mature. And I started really understanding that that is prophecy, you know, and then I started understanding that God deals with me that way, and it's okay. That if I'm singing something to, in this church tonight, this is what God is telling me to say, and it's okay. And But I wouldn't trust God like to just say, hey, Sister Johnson, God said such and such and such, but I can sing it out. I'm like, God's going to heal your body from such and such and such and such, you know? And, uh, and they'd be like, oh, my God, you know? That's how it would work with me. And I had to start learning, yo, that's how God deals with you. And so now I usually have my musician with me everywhere because when he plays, it's like for some reason, it's like a portal opens. And whatever he plays, it's like a vibration. I can hear lyrics just coming. And I love it. I love it. It doesn't work unless I've preached doesn't work unless I preach now or praying okay I just can't like get up and do it it's like I've got to be praying or I've got to be teaching and it and it comes because it's fueled from from his dimension mm -hmm. not mine I know you say that's crazy don't you oh no <laughs> not at all not at all I I do believe that God um works differently in us, right? And music definitely speaks to me. Yes, ma'am. Um, it's definitely something that speaks to me. So what you're saying kind of makes me feel more normal <laughs> when it comes to how I um, feel and how I feel like I get revelation and how I learn and how music has helped me to um, have develop a deeper curiosity for the word of yes. God. And so, yeah, I love that. I absolutely love wow, that. Wow, yeah, wow, definitely. wow. Um, but when it comes to how we see um, singing in the Bible. How do you think that is so significant with the different times that people are singing, with how the Bible talks about singing to actually, you know, praises confusing the enemy and how yeah. those different things in the uh, Bible. Well, it's a command. Number one, it's a command. He doesn't ask us to sing. He tells us to sing. But I think we confuse singing with singing well. We, mm. I think we confuse singing with singing with uh, roles and singing with perfection and not missing notes. Uh, singing is praising God. And if you got breath, if you have breath, you were supposed to praise God. Singing is a weapon. Singing creates war. Singing creates unity. Singing is a lullaby. Singing heals. 
it's 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 so much singing was a chant going into into fighting you know so it's everywhere it's in heaven singing is an arsenal it's its own weaponry from another dimension that god puts in human and makes the man the instrument to get it out he has to have a man or woman to get the tone out so he created bodies with windpipes and 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 a, and a mouth to project to push it out and I think sometimes we don't want to push it out because we're worried about what it sounds like mm-hmm. um, sound takes over pleasing sound we all don't want to hear somebody that can't sing but when it as it pertains to praising God or being in church or using it as a spiritual weapon it's not about tone it's not about what it sounds like it's about praising God that's a different thing and I think sometimes we confuse that with, well, yo, I'm not going to get on the praise team. We didn't ask you to get on the praise team. Or, or I'm not going to do a solo. We didn't ask you. God didn't ask you to do a solo. This is corporate. This is your own personal weapon. Sometimes I think a good song could probably change your mood, could probably change your mind, could probably change the setting. Because that's what it does corporately. And so if it can do that corporately, why wouldn't it do it personally? So when we choose not to sing, I think we choose not to activate weapons that God has given us uh, in a human being uh, to activate, to change circumstances within us and outside of us. Now, with all of that power that you just mentioned when it comes to music and singing, on the opposite end of that, what if we're singing the wrong things? Is there such thing as a wrong thing? Tell me what that means. What if we are not singing things that edify us and edify our spirit? What if we're, you know, the music that we have out now, some of it is degrading. Um, so how does that affect us? If, if the gospel music and the Christian music and these things that you, you know, make up and you have used to prophesy, that being so powerful on this end of it, on the other end of it, is it just as powerful? I have an answer that you're not going to like. If we're asking from a scriptural lens... Then, yeah, if if music has corrupt communication in it, then because of our scripture lens, how we sh- our worldview is shaped from the Bible. So from from Christianity, if your worldview is shaped from the Bible, then if you hear a curse word in a song, then you're automatically saying, oh, my God, that's against the will of God. Or uh, if the song is about smoking, drinking and dropping it like it's hot, oh, my God, that's against the will of God. So then that does contaminate the spirit of that person that has a conviction about that but if that person doesn't have a conviction about that that song doesn't do anything to them any different than a christian song does for the christian because that's their nature that's their culture so that song calms them that song gets them crunk to play a football game that song gets them prepared to go out at night it edifies them so it may not edify you but it edifies them so it's the culture that they are in now for us yeah, we don't want to hear all the cursing. That's what we say. We don't want to hear all of the degrading things because it contaminates the spirit. But again, I think that's that's personal and where that person is and where their walk and what their worldview is. Mm. <laughs> that's very interesting answer. Okay. Not what I expected. But definitely, I, I actually love that perspective. Okay. You know, it kind of opens my mind up to... You know, if, if that is not convicting to that person, it could be uplifting. Them. Yeah, absolutely. Like gospel music is. It would be convicting to you because you'd be like, "Oh my God, I don't want to hear that mess." Like I used to turn on rap music when I was a kid, and my mom, oh, cut that mess off. You know, she didn't want to hear that. But for me, 
Man, I was getting ready. I was getting ready to go out. I was feeling good. It was edifying to me. You know, uh, I didn't have what she had. Now, as I've gotten older, where I am and what I have, there are certain things that get on my nerves that would torment my spirit. I don't want to hear that. So, uh, but it, it doesn't have to be in a song. It could just be the words themselves through communication. Sound doesn't have to be through song. Okay. Interesting. So I think when we go through different things in our lives, we kind of develop these theme songs, right? Yeah. You know, we go through highs and lows. You've definitely had, oh, you know, yeah. the life of highs and lows. Yeah. Um, but there's also, I'm sure, many extreme highs with your career yeah. and, you know, everything as well. So when it comes to what you would consider theme songs, um, what's what's on that soundtrack of your life? Oh, my God. Like a real song or like my own song. I love Doobie I, Powell. Everything Doobie Powell cuts is my theme song. Okay. Out of every song Doobie Powell has, I turn it on, I turn it on loud, and I bump all of it. I love Ty Tribbett's, all his stuff. Uh, the latest one he just did, come on, I know you know it. Give me the name of it. Golly, I can't get the name. He remade something, and I don't know the title of it, but his song is killing. Travis Green, Tent Revival. I'm rolling that song. I'm rolling that song, okay. you know. Uh, I love... I love uh, Chandler Moore and Maverick City. Uh, those I don't have one. I have many. Yeah. They get me through. What's the soundtrack? Yeah, it's you're right. Soundtrack it's a soundtrack. Of your life, yeah. right? It don't have to be one song. Now let's be but honest. Yeah. Everything on my soundtrack is not gospel. That's okay, fine. I got rock and roll. I got rap. There are things, there's different seasons that I'm in that requires different moods. Mm. I'm a coach. I'm a fighter. I box. Uh, you know, I fight. I lift. And I don't listen to shine on me when I'm in the weight room, you know. I listen to hard music, so I like to get ready because my workouts going to be tough. Okay, so give me one song when you're in competition mode. What's that, what's that go-to song? I don't know the names. Oh, well, who, you know who sings it? Well, you know what? I, I'll say this. I like Lecrae. He's okay. clean rap. Yes, he is. I love Jeezy. Okay. I got the clean version, but okay. I used to listen to the unclean. <laughs> But uh, I love Jeezy, Mr. Snowman, all them old ones. Okay. You know, I love I love them. Um, who else do I like? Oh, J. Cole. Okay. I like him. Um, there's another group that I do not know the name, but they cold, too. Okay. They cold. I should have well, done a better job of researching for Oh, no, no, it's fine. I know that, you know, you mentioned... Um, before I think on Instagram that you just love all different genres oh, of music. And I had people attack me by saying that. Really? You're a preacher. You should just love gospel. I was like, well, I don't. And I'm sorry. I'm not apologizing. So so what? where does that conviction come from in some people that they feel like other people in their music choices are, you know, is a, is a problem or is a sin? I don't know. I don't know where that conviction comes from for them. But music doesn't make me sin. Music doesn't make me want to go out and do anything to anybody. I'm a musician. So I listen to melodies. Not necessarily do I even really listen to the lyrics. The, how the music comes together, what it does, and the arrangement. I just think guys are amazing with what they do across all genres. I love guitars. I love keyboards. I love organs. I love the sounds. It's such creativity. And God gave us all these gifts. 
And I think that it's amazing to listen to them and we get ideas from each other. Everybody does. We all get ideas from each other. If you notice over the past few years, uh, Snoop Dogg was sampling and doing music with, the, with, with gospel artists. Uh, so everybody's going across, gospel's going across. That doesn't mean they're sinning going across, they're collaborating the music, you know, the collaboration with the music. So some people are going to feel one way, some people are going to feel another. But I don't think you let that stop you. You're in the, you can be in one church, same pastor, and a person will feel some way different about the same verse. Mm -hmm. Is that wrong? So I think we have to celebrate our differences and not argue about them. I love that. I know at one point, Kirk Franklin was oh, out there for a lot of people. Yeah. And now, Kirk Franklin, people are like, that's nothing compared to some of the other, <laughs> you know, Christian rap and right. other things that, that's out here. Right. And so, yeah, people have got to get comfortable with that. And I think that's one thing with our youth here at UCFM that is one of the reasons why we have such a vibrant youth program because I feel like we allow them to explore you know all the different types of music whether that be you know rap music or whatever um because if you can go out to a football game and have fun and enjoy all these things and all the music there but you can't have that same energy in church you know that's a problem Absolutely. it should be i feel like we should be celebrating um in church just as much as we celebrate at a sporting event absolutely i don't know why we why we try to barricade it uh, and i think it's just old traditions and and, I, and i'm a fan of certain traditions don't get me wrong i think that there are certain things we keep but i think we're supposed to evolve i don't mm -hmm. think i should expect my 11 year old daughter to experience the kind of music that i experienced when i was 11. It's not the same. The times aren't the same. My daughter hasn't known anything but the iPad, but the iPhone. When I came up, there was Walkmans, you know. I was on the tail end of the tape. My brother had tapes. So I had the CDs. The CDs went from the MP3 players, from the MP3 players, to now everybody's got everything one-stop shop. So all my daughter knows is this. She's got access to all kinds of music, and it would be crazy for me to make her want to experience the exact same thing. I think that there is a passing down so that there's an understanding. But for me to try to trap her in my generation, she wasn't born in my generation. Mm -hmm. She was born in hers. And she has to become a weapon in her generation. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, if, if some of us would just back off and allow our children to find themselves, give them time to find themselves, give them time to express themselves within the confines of our care, then we'll be able to care for them while they're expressing themselves. Uh, because we don't, and we try to trap them, they find another place to express themselves. And then by the time they have the conversation with us, it doesn't matter anymore because they've been cared for with that expression somewhere else mm -hmm. that's created a safe place for them. That's a very good point. <laughs> Definitely, I agree with you on that. So, I mean, I have definitely enjoyed this conversation. I've enjoyed it, is, too. Yeah, this is great. Um, you know, I, I congratulate you again on the doctorate. I think um, this has just been 
a good you've given us some good uh, answers to that or, or unexpected I think that's going to help some people wow. to really rethink how they think about music how they think about these new genres of music especially in um, Christianity and in the church um, and allowing our kids to really express themselves yes ma'am yeah. So I hope I so didn't much. tear it up and make it bad, so I'm sorry. No, not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.